This podcast is brought to you by our partners at 8 Star Energy. 8 Star Energy, a clean energy company, leading the future of portable and renewable energy. To find out more, follow them on Facebook at 8 Star Energy. I want attacking purpose for football all the time. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight and we're going to fight hard. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. A marvellous kick. That's as good as you'll ever see. And it puts Graham back in front. I don't know about you guys, but if I see one bloke walking out of here, give the pat on the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. From inside the centre square, boys kick the goal. Boys kick the goal. From inside the centre. was the night before footy season, all through the house. Many Bulldogs fans were going, oh God, oh God, why are we doing this? Oh no, come on, come on, come on, come on. G'day Tom. Danny, I, um, you uh, reading out your rendition of the night before Quis- uh, Christmas in regards to the AFL season actually just brought me back to your latest sketch that you've done and released, which I thought was quite good. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, the the one sentence describing AFL season. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to know, how many takes did it get you to get that window slamming properly? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so for that, check it out on my YouTube. Uh, one sentence, 2022 AFL season previews. Um it's a pretty good window. It's at my new yeah, house. It's good and uh, great crisp sound. Yeah, it's proper old. Um, only about three takes. Yeah, because my hand kept being in the shot. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Because you obviously had to manipulate it. My favourite problem was probably North Melbourne. It's going to be bad. <laughs> Not as bad as last year. Not as bad as last year. <laughs> no, that's the problem with eighteen clubs. You go because I yeah. wrote really the, the window closing was the joke that started all. I just yeah. thought wouldn't it be funny to preview it all and West Coast one is just a window closing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then, yeah, it just came from there. But then you're going, what are, what are we going to say about Gold Coast? Yeah. What do I say about yeah. North Melbourne? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But thanks for the plug. Yeah, nah, do check it out. I appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, well, I suppose we're here to, uh, to do the same, maybe a little bit more in depth than one sentence about uh, tomorrow night's game. That's right. So after this, we've been, we've been uh, teasing through the last few episodes that we recorded one a few months back about the mindset yep. of the season and getting your your headspace ready uh that'll be coming after this this is just a quick genuine uh preview of the match the plan was Boydie, that yes. uh, we would look at the team being announced and we would go through it however they're not releasing it till no. five o'clock today and this yeah. is uh let's be brutally honest this is two o'clock on tuesday, tuesday. afternoon uh but oh, uh, by the way if you want to you want to just know the pain that tom boyd is living in right now moving house with a pregnant wife mm. and uh, trying to you know, release a book, podcast, yep. actual job, yep. amateur footy, your dog's sick. <laughs> Past tense, moved house with pregnant wife. Oh, you so. have moved house. Well done, brother. Yes, we're, uh, we're settled now, which is good. But I did spend the last couple of days moving from all of my stuff from my other parents' <laughs> my parents' house. So, um, no, things are good, mate. Uh, things are good on mine. I actually am really excited for the start of the season, uh, which I can't say happens to me every year. But this one, I think, you know, you know, as what bigger stakes to play for? First round, genuine, probably eighty-five to ninety thousand people there, yes. um, which has only really ever happened to us. I think grand final um, aftermath two thousand seventeen, we played uh, Collingwood, yeah, round one, yes, and that was packed. Absolutely, it was brilliant. The cloak um, match. We're gonna, we mentioned that in the episode coming up. That's right. So, sort of tantamount to that, except for ten times the stakes because we're playing the team that you know embarrassed us in forty minutes at the end mm-hmm. of last year. So. Um, 
yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You're going? I'm going, yes. Got tickets behind the goals at the city end, so come say good day if yeah. you're around. Yeah, for sure. What are um, you doing? Uh, I'll just be watching at home, mate. Um, okay. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. I've forgotten your your actual the way you watch football <laughs> with the volume turned down. Volume down, music up. Yeah, you, you put in the music up for the grand final. We lost, so volume down. Yeah. No, I had it. I turned it on for the grand final. Exactly. So yeah. put it back. Volume put it back down. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'll be. Uh, I think I'll have it on. Um, and just maybe the volume down low. I'll, I'll try and listen to the commentators. <laughs> They've got a new complexion of uh, people on Channel 7 this year, I think. So we'll see what happens. Who have we got? Yeah, you, you don't have the, the regular Wednesday night crew, so I wonder who yeah. it's going to be. Yeah, or who knows? Who, which commentators do you? Oh, you don't listen to any of them. No, I'm a Hamish. I really yes, like Yes, I love Hamish yeah. too. He's and Bruce was great at his job. Of course. No, no arguments there. Dennis was great at his job. I'm like a more of a, like, for the people who are not ex-footballers, I like listening yes. to them. Anthony Hudson. Yeah. People who just love the commentating. Yeah. Like, they're really, really good at it. It's um, such a shame we don't have Steve Quartermain because he's still yeah, at 10. Yeah. He was really – Leo Barry, you star. Yeah. Great Is he – um, so, Steve – but Stephen hasn't commentated for – No, because he's stayed at yeah, 10. Yeah, so he can't – he's never been out. That's, yeah, that's sad because he was, he was brilliant at his he's, job. He's, he's sort of like Bruce. You can put him in front of any sport yeah. and he'll do a good job. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll be, um, I'll be watching. I'm excited, mate. Um, who knows what's going to happen? Well, we the, know Lockie Hunter's not playing. Is he not playing? He's not playing. That's been announced. That, that was has. that was that was leaked by uh, Tom Morris yesterday. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, it's, uh, it's. Did you know that already? What do you know, Tom Boyd? <laughs> Who uh, have you? Yeah, I know you hang out with Bont and Mitch and Bont. Bevo. I don't hang out with Bont. He's um, not that I, I don't love Bont, but he's um. Where does how does he live his life? Do you reckon? Oh, one day at a time. There's a. <laughs> I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks that can imagine him just, you know, living, you know, just living in heaven. It's all white light yeah. and he lives on a throne and just, you know, everything's perfect. But there's another part of me that imagines him still living at home. Yep. In a in in a single bed. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I think Bond lives very conservatively, very simply. Yeah. He's um he's a man of of simple tastes, likes good coffee and nice food and just thinking about football 27 <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> Um, so no, I haven't been hanging out with Bond. I mean, I'm hanging out with a few of the boys. Um, okay, what what info have you got? Because you, I've asked you before, like you know, what info can you get? And there's all these laws yeah, that yeah, they I, can't. I, they they can't tell me anything. Yeah. So, but can um, you can you like lead them with questions? So say me and Lockie are hanging out, and Lockie couldn't say that he was, you know. Uh, a drop from the game, but I could do something like so. Uh, what are you doing Thursday morning? <laughs> and if he doesn't say recovery, you know, he's like, oh, I might go out for breakfast. Aha! <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. Like, I mean, the leaks are usually really accurate, but yeah. then the other thing that I think about when I see leaks like that is like Bevo does have a few tricks up his sleeve for oh. round one. Um, I remember games in the past where, you know, he just fiddles with team or, or someone does. Because, you know, in those games like, where you see the team sheet and it's like, I'm at yes. fullback, yeah. and or whoever it was back in the day, and I was like, I don't really understand the like the need for it, but yeah. I do know that he gets like sort of mad scientist around this time of year. So, um, if Lockie isn't playing um, as Tom Morris has suggested, well, then what does the wing situation look like? Because we've got six top class midfielders. Oh, the, the other rumor I've heard is Libba's not playing. That yeah. was tweeted by another journalist. He's got COVID. Okay, yeah. So I mean, that makes one question more in, uh, more more easy to answer which is how do you fit Adam Chalor who actually ran into he was coming back from Brisbane on um, Monday Tuesday <gasps> Tuesday I was on the plane because he was visiting his family up there oh of course his wife yep. and child um, and there. he looks 
fit as anything. Yeah. Like a little bit lighter than he used to. Um, he's running better. I'm hearing great things about it. So I'm hearing I'm hearing he's dominating. Yeah. Dunks has been dominating. Do we want to talk about Trelaw and Dunks considering they're rival podcasters now? We took down Are they, is that the that like Bulldogs Street. one or is that their own? I think it's just well, they obviously talk about life at the Bulldogs. I don't know. Yeah, well, they're just best mates. So they well, can, just, just yeah. like us, mate. We can do what absolutely. They don't do what they want. Yeah. Um, uh, so it'll be interesting to see the complexion of that. So you've got Bond, you've got Jacko, so vice captain and captain. Yes. You've got those two. Then we've got obviously Libba, who you're saying is not playing. Um, and then you're trying to fit in sort of the other guys who are on the fringes so around like the Caleb. ball. Yeah, uh, well, Caleb will play off halfback, I imagine, again. Bailey Dale off halfback. Okay. Um, Where's Bailey Smith going? Uh, Bailey Smith's obviously the last one I yeah, was right. forgetting cool. in the in the center of the ground. So he maybe maybe he'll play a bit more wing time. I don't know. Yeah. It makes sense. We uh, we both were just chatting before about reading the extensive interview he did about sort of leading into this season. Yeah, what I absolutely loved about that is uh, he's still just spending his time playing PlayStation, learning yeah. guitar. Never change footballers. Nah. Never change. I, I love it. Yeah, I, it, it, all well, was he lacking. was doing a business bachelor of business at VU, which is the same one that I did. So. That's a shame. If only he'd said he'd been watching Shawshank over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I've been doing some education outside of football watching suits um so i'm gonna be a lawyer as we face <laughs> oh man I'm, I'm a bit like that like you know just to go back you know 15 years to when i was at that age yeah. you know watching scrubs and i'd want to be yeah, a surgeon yeah, or, yeah, yeah or even watching west wing and i want to be president of the united states yeah or any of the good shows that are out you just want to be a genius yes <laughs> just like smarter than everyone um so yeah it was really interesting to hear the way um he was sort of talking about you know, his pre-season, some of the challenges he faced and then, you know, this reality he's found himself in as the most uh, followed Instagram uh, footballer. Yep. And, you know, he's 22. Um, on some – bill, I, I passed a fair few topless Bailey Smiths on billboards driving in here. Yeah, yeah. Cotton on, number one ambassador for them. Yep. Um, you know, Monster Energy, like big brands. And just like interesting hearing him say, um, I want to just focus on footy. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do both. Not when you're that. Nah. Nah. So I'm interested to see how that goes for him um, this year. I mean, just generally speaking, um, otherwise just playing well tomorrow night will be will be good for him to start the season off well. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, can I ask you this? I mean, you ask about what what will happen with the wings. What is the difference between wings and midfield? Because for me, that's all central corridor. Yeah. Very, very different. Yeah, so. Right. What? Um, so the the simplest way to describe the difference is that as an inside midfielder, you're basically working from the centre of the stoppage out. So mm-hmm. you're sort of like, you know, you're always under. wrestling in and under. Yep. It would be the way to – but then sort of it's like how do you get from where the ball is to where the ball's going? So as a midfielder would. Uh, yep. uh, um, Chase uh, it. After yeah, it. following it, but then being able to defend. And then there's all these different like sort of inter- intricate little roles they play in there. The wing is much more – outside in so there's a constant conversation and Lockie has been fantastic at this over the last eight years or whatever how many seasons he's played where he's the fastest to react if the ball spills out of the stoppage towards him okay but he's also the fastest to react if um, the ball spills somewhere else so he can get outside of his man and get on the end of you know um, having shots on goal or alternatively getting in the back 50 to, to defend so and the other thing to think about is that midfielders go laterally from one side of the ground to the other. So they cover the entire width of the ground, whereas wingers really never – they should never really overlap. Right, um, okay. You always stay on the yeah, wing. Yeah, so you stay on the so wing sort of into, um, you know, maybe two-thirds of the way across the ground laterally. Yeah. But you shouldn't By really laterally, you mean where the cricket pitch is. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, basically, vertically being between goalposts, and yeah. then um, you sort of can move side to side gotcha. and end to end. So, and much more, 
much more high intensity running, generally speaking, on the wing. Okay. Because um, you've got these long 150 meter strides at, you know, 85, 90% speed. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, just like the guys you come up against on the wing, like Andrew Gaff and like some of these super, superstar runners, Lockie being one of them, um, you can't, yeah, you can't just plug and play between the two. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. My education continues. Yep. Uh, have Melbourne announced any ins or outs that we need to be? No, I haven't, but I, I mean, they've been playing well yeah, in preseason. Yeah, yeah. They still, look sharp. They're still just being kissed on the dick with injuries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do you um, how do you feel about it? you watch both um, preseason games? I watched a little bit, so I, d- yeah. I don't put too much stock into no, preseason dress either. rehearsals. Yeah, I I, wa- I genuinely flicked on the Essendon game yep. where we played them mostly to see, oh wow, the Tullamarine ground. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, which yeah, my my sister played there on Sunday. Actually. All right. How'd you go? Um, she went well. A couple of goals. Nice. Um, and yeah, so I think it's really, and that's the other thing. You play in these preseason games in the elements, which sounds stupid. Like you're in Essendon on a really nice day, yeah. but it was 32 degrees and windy as. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Typical preseason weather. You don't get that at the MCG. So um, I wouldn't put too much stock into the actual games. But having said that, I think it's fair to say we'll go into this game as underdogs. Absolutely. It's going to be humid and a bit wet, yep. but warm. Will that help us or hinder us? Uh, I don't know. Look, it's so hard for the last time I watched these two teams play was obviously last year at the end of um, in the grand final, and I would have said that slightly slippery, um, and you know a bit humid probably would help us historically. But then if you look around the ball, it's pretty evenly matched in there, except probably in the ruck department. Yeah. So I don't know if you get Max Gorn hitting the ball fifteen meters every time he touches, it's not going to work too well for us. Right. All we have to do is put Caleb on Gorney. Yeah, he yeah. knows what happens. Throw, throw last him over. <laughs> they re- they replayed that highlight the other day. It was so overhyped by Corny. Well, what's like, the turning point though? Like that's the point where I thought, hang on, I think we've really got this. Oh no, we do yeah, not. Oh no, back, which is so funny because he like he kind of like played for a free kick. That's right, he dived. Yeah. yeah, and then oh, and then scratched his head on the astroturf. He had like yeah. a little grave. Well, then they brought on that other ruckman, and uh, and he just yeah. dominated. <sighs> but we're not talking about that. So. Um, <laughs> So I think it'll be really interesting how we go around the footy first and foremost. Yep. Um, and then the other thing is like what – I mean, obviously we didn't have Brucey during the final series last year, but what does a really good defense look like against um, Aaron? Yeah, well, like, I guess they – Without any help him. above uh, overhead. Yeah, it is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm very excited though that Aaron Norton might be the first person to kick a goal at the Shane Warne end. Oh, true. The Warn stand. Yeah. Although, as Bulldogs fans, we've got to be absolutely livid about that. To rename it, take the naming rights away from Danny Southern. That is just disgusting. Yep. It is appalling. <laughs> oh, I don't think I was bragging to the Bulldogs when Danny Southern was playing. He was awesome. Yep. Trust me. He was brilliant. Yep. And also, I get the joke. It's like, Thank not, you. not the Southern stand. Yeah. 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 yeah got it. There nice. we go. Play nice. on. Good work. <laughs> um, uh, but the other thing to remember is that. Um, uh, Steph Martin barely played um, in the preseason, so yeah. he's been underdone. He, you know, obviously was probably a bit under. He was a definitely underdone during the final yeah. series last yeah. year. But it worked for us for for most of it. Yeah, true. It did help. Um, but then it's like when you come up against two class guys in the middle of the ground, what's it going to look like? So yeah. Well, the important thing that we said in the coming up after this is the mindset thing for supporters. Yeah, uh, and I'm just going to reiterate it here. Just keep barracking, keep yep. cheering. Don't silence is golden for the demons, so don't give them silence. Yep. Be loud, be proud, be supportive, and don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's such a good opportunity to start the year well. And like this, um, 
as much as in the next little component, we'll talk about how you know round one isn't what it's built up to be. Yeah. Everyone thinks it's worth eight points. It's yeah, not. So it's yeah. only worth four. Um, you know, playing Gold Coast in round twenty at Ballarat is worth the exact same amount of points <laughs> as this game tomorrow. As much as it doesn't feel like it, and being uh, the best on the last day in September is obviously more important than the what is it the first game in March. Yeah. So um, I'm really excited. I would say. Uh, cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. about our chances, um, but yeah, it'll be really interesting to see the yeah what the actual team looks like um, as yes. it comes out in a couple. So of probably hours. by the time you're hearing this, you already know the team. So hopefully yep. we got it. The, yeah, look at the midfield. That's the exciting part. Yep. Try and work out who's going to get the first goal at the worn end, and uh, and go dogs. Yeah, go dogs. Hopefully we um we go well. And very special announcement before we get into the mindset. We have a Patreon now where you can uh, help us uh, to bring this podcast to you. Help feed Boydie's child. <laughs> and your two rugrats. You and run. my two rugrats as well. That's what all the proceeds go towards. Um, there's a few tiers. Uh, uh, if, 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 even if you can only help out with $2 a month, that is really appreciated uh, by us. You don't get anything for us, but we appreciate you. We'll give you a high five if we see you at a game. For $5, you get a bonus episodes yeah uh every two weeks we will do a review and a preview of some of the bulldogs matches coming up for 30 dollars. now we're getting good stuff yep. uh, by the way and from here on in you always get the bonus episodes yeah 30 dollars. you get a copy of boydie's book hasn't even been finished yet but right. you will get one it is finished oh it so, is finished yes there well at go. least my bit for now is done <laughs> And a copy of my stand-up DVD. And if you don't have a DVD player, a copy of my stand-up coaster. Uh, for $50, you get a Boydie's book, my DVD, and a Footscray Imperial T-shirt. Ooh. Ooh. Very excited. For $300. Now, this is $300 a month. You have to sign up for it. <laughs> you have to do this for three months before we'll do this too. You can't just do it once. <laughs> for $300 a month, me and Boydie will watch a live match with you. Be it we go to a game, sit with you, or we you know go to your house, we'll watch it on TV. Uh, the only disclaimer there is uh, we do have to have at least one discussion about Scottish independence. <laughs> and $2,000 a month, you have to do this for at least six months, so this costs you six grand, Boydie and I will mow your lawn. I don't know how you got six grand out of six times two, but it's 12 grand. <laughs> you have to do it for three months. Oh, did I say six? Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll make it six. <laughs> we will mow your lawn. And if you live on a farm... Uh, you have to do it for a year. Yes. <laughs> so anything <laughs> under a property a thousand square meters, you're fine. <laughs> Over that, yeah. Um, we you have to supply a ride on at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I own a lawnmower, but it's from Bunnings and it has a forty minute battery. It's electric, <laughs> yeah. so we might have to do it over a few weeks. Yeah, that's it, bit by bit. <laughs> but yeah, hey, for two thousand dollars a month, you could do that. So please uh, uh, do get involved if you can. That would be uh, very much appreciated. Yep, and it's another sort of byproduct is obviously just creating a uh, a really good community around Danny Boy to you know give us a a, a good group of people to support us, support the Bulldogs. Um, and just, yeah, have some fun along the way. So Absolutely. that's definitely a big part of it. So, um, and it's a well-known fact uh, that nobody who has joined the Patreon has ever lost a game. It's true. So if you want the Bulldogs to win, join the Patreon. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Let's get into mindset. I will say welcome because I think this might be the first episode for a few listeners returning. The season launch, if you will. The men's season launch. Men's season launch. And we want to talk about specifically to the fans who have not had a good summer. You know, we, we, we lost that grand final in very heartbreaking Particularly circumstances. Particularly if you've got Melbourne supporters as friends. Oh, it's been a rough summer. They've been... 
I saw a couple last night and we were, t- you know, they were talking about how they were nervous about round one. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go to it. I'll probably go halfway through the first quarter just because of the even unveiling, yeah. the unveiling will be a bit triggering and, and I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to trigger my own bad memories and I don't want to be there being angry and sort of ruining a Melbourne's fans moments. No. Because they can enjoy it. Absolutely, they can. So I'm going to go halfway through that first well, you, quarter. You know what will be really interesting for them? I know we're talking about the Bulldogs here, but they missed out on the best part of the grand final. Yeah. Let's be honest. Well, you know, and I spoke to a lot of people who went to that day they had. Oh, man. I was, you know, I, went to, I took my kid to Melbourne Victory that day not realize, didn't realise that the oh, Melbourne party was the on. traffic would have been horrible. Well, we don't care. About, I know we call it public transport, oh, yeah. but we're just at the cricketer's arms. Yeah. He's, he's having an orange juice. I'm having a beer. Yep. And yeah, suddenly- Pot of, of raspberry. All of these <laughs> Melbourne fans are coming uh, in and my boy's just like, why are they here? And yeah, we just had, we realised they it were- clicked. It clicked. And so it was, yeah, pretty- Painful and stuff, but yes, they did miss out. They, on they missed out on, it. and and that day is, and I think the club tried their best, right? absolutely, to to obviously make it a, a memorable one. But for speaking to the Melbourne fans that that I'd spoken to, it was a bit plasticky. It was a bit like we're we're doing this because we won and it's great and we deserve it. But it happened a few months ago, yeah, or, or six weeks ago. It's not it's not the same. Yeah, didn't happen here. Didn't happen at the G. No. And it hasn't happened there for a couple of years, which is where it belongs, by the way. If anyone wants to argue with uh, me, I don't care. No, I'll argue with you right now. Docklands is where it needs to Oh, gosh. <laughs> I love let's saying cu- that. Let's cut the fan base in half, put it in a stadium <laughs> that has like some strange acoustics and then just, you know, the worst ground quality in the entire league. Hey, that's the kennel you're talking about, mate. <laughs> <laughs> kennel. Um so, yeah, I, I do want them to be able to enjoy the more organic part of the game, which is the unveiling of the flag, which yes. happens for every club, um, obviously, in round one. Oh, no, we had it in round two, didn't we? had we? a round two because against of the, the first So, they just stuffed up scheduling for us. That's just rubbish. We put, no, because we played Collingwood round yeah, one in 2017. Yeah, that's still rubbish. But we had the, it was the cloak. And him kicking that goal from outside 50 was the best moment oh, of 2017. A, that was the hardest game of my life, I think. I got abused that much. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> I was like, I just, my last game, played the MCG. Played uh, quite well. Quite um, well. Norm Smith. No, uh, not Norm Smith. Um, Should have been. Uh, yeah, we, we haven't asked that question on any of the podcasts we've recorded. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn it, I've forgotten. Yeah. I didn't even, the fans probably don't even know what's the latest on the Scotland independence referendum. Oh, my God, imagine. Imagine the... Uh, the, the <laughs> That's the, why the two did. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. It'll be, I, think it's, I think they deserve to have yes. that, their moment. And if and for any Bulldogs fans who do go, you know, go clap, respect them. That's what we do. We they are were good a fantastic people. side. They were the best side all year. Yep. Um, we wanted to win. Yes, we didn't. Um, we can't change that. We can't change it. So, I think what will be fascinating is what the first game looks like. Yes. And I think what would be good to talk about today is really what the um, what, what are we looking for from our boys. Yeah, in order to help us heal. Like there's so many fans who've not listened to our podcast, have probably not even looked at footy. It just hurts too much. Yeah. But we got to get back on the horse. Well, I think it's I think it's fascinating. We've had this discussion previously in the, what do we call it, Requiem? Um, yes, there is an episode called Requiem for a Dream recorded two weeks after the grand final. Which was we- um, how to overcome the fact that it all turned horrible. So quickly. So quickly. So... My position was I felt like things were going too right for us and that the scoreboard wasn't as reflective of how dominant Melbourne were playing. Mm-hmm. And so 
my which was wrong in the sense of the score at the time, but in terms of my like processing of the game, I'm kind of like they just weren't quite there. Melbourne, the, the Melbourne weren't just quite there for that second quarter, start of the third. But we kicked seven out of eight, at which one is stage. incredible. But we, but again, we kicked six goals from eight entries inside fifty, which is the opposite of how the Bulldogs play. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. um, so, so I processed so the does game. It, does that help? I'm saying we should have been flogged by more. Well, if I felt like, yeah, we weren't as close as it felt, or, or as we were, or we were lucky to be as close as we were. Is probably yeah. the best way to to put it. So, have the players processed it like that? Have they been like, oh, we just got blown out of the water? Because I know, I know from some players that there was a little bit of that. Like it was like it didn't like it hurt, obviously, but it wasn't a nail biting, you know, heart breaking finish like St Kilda the year before in that first final um, where we just yeah, lost. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was oh my god, we've been demolished in forty five minutes of football. Yeah, but it's and what we as fans just. Still can't get our head around how did it go so badly? How did we, how did we play so unbulldogsy? Yeah, and I think, and I'm sure the internal messaging leading up to that game will be, you lost a bit of pride that day, or the, definitely it was, it was a. They, there's they have a um, a distinct psychological advantage over us as a team. Yes, and that that that'll go for the whole. We can't relax at any point as but they, bulldogs and fans been, now. But they've been smashing us for. For a, f- a couple of years, in different moments, they they pumped us in two thousand and seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, they did seventeen. Yeah, and, and they always were upstarty against us. And they all, and even when we used to beat them, they used to be you know upstarts and in our face. So now they've got the ultimate thing to hang over our head. Yeah, and I, and I'll, it'll be interesting to see two things: one, if Melbourne still have that edge, and in particular if they had that edge against us, um, because they've loved to try and beat us for a long time. Yeah. And when I say they've smashed us for years, I, I'm not saying they've beaten us all the time. I'm saying they've gone after us all the time. So that'll be interesting. And two, it'll be interesting to see if any of us take a backward step. Um, you know, I know Bont, Bont won't. I know Naughty won't. I know Bailey Smith won't. You know, um, Libba won't. But Libba won't. I mean, most of our players won't. But, you know, we only need five or six of them to do it and they'll get the wood over us again. So so what should we be looking for from, from an actual, you know, Players' yep. point of view. I mean, uh, me as a muggle, I'll just be like, "Oh, kick goals, win." Yeah. What What should we actually be looking for? Yeah. So I, I think taking the first game out of it, I think that's going to be like everyone's going to build it up to be the be all and end all. Yeah. Everyone thinks round one is the most important game of the year. It's the biggest joke ever, and this is players as well. Like, yeah. you, when you move out of the game, and when you get older, you realize it's like it's not that important. It's like you want to be there at the end, not the start. Yes. Marathon, not a sprint. All of those cliches. So I think that will get built up and Bulldog supporters, win, lose or draw, don't worry about that game as much as you can Yes, as the defining point of our year. Only three teams this century have won, have lost the grand final and won the grand final replay. Right. That was uh, Geelong in 2009, beating the Hawks. Yep. Uh, Adelaide beating Richmond, 2017. Right. And uh, Geelong beating Richmond last year. Yeah. Because I, 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 the one I remember is... Um, uh, in terms of winning the grand final and winning the grand final replay, um, the next year was Port Adelaide dominating Brisbane yeah. and then dominating them again round one. Oh, they was, I wouldn't say they dominated it, in that grand final. They dominated the last quarter. Yeah, but it felt like they just broken the backs of the Lions dynasty yes. um, and then solidified it first round next year. And then Port Adelaide ended up being no good, I think, by the end of that year. I think they made finals and then, I don't know. Got, oh, did they? 2005? No, they were, they were in top four. Yeah. 2004. 2000, no, they won it in 04, in 04, 05. I'm pretty sure they made top four. 
again. Yeah. Who, yeah. But that was, yeah, anyway. Was, a port, I think port, Sydney won that year. Yeah. It's in a port cast. Anyway, um, what would I, I would be looking for is a couple of things. I mean, the, the killer instinct of the team, so finishing games. So yeah. we, beating sides we're better than just on talents, one thing. Beating sides resoundingly, think Port Adelaide, think um, when we went over to Perth and played West Coast in that horrible Empty locked stadium. in for seven days, yeah. no training, like the worst possible circumstances, that sort of resilience, um, killer instinct, um, mental toughness, that stuff is what we need to look mm-hmm. for again. And then you could also say, oh, but we had it last year and then we still didn't make it. Well, we got beaten by a better side on the day. Let's just be honest. So what do we look for on the field? I think I think fini- yeah, finishing games, so winning games by good margins. Oh, no, I'm talking like in the first few minutes of that. Uh, I don't think you can use the first game as the, the litmus test for the year. Damn. And if we do, we'll all get disheartened if we yeah, lose. Okay. And if we if we win, then we'll expect to win the grand final. It's So you're talking over the first eight weeks of the season, yeah. we want to be thumping teams. I think when we get the chance, we, we're going to win the games that we, we – look, like every year, you want to win the games that are maybes. So yep. when it's a toss of the coin between two teams, if we can scratch out wins in, in tight affairs when you know we're playing against good sides, that'll show that we're still got the edge to play in the in the top part of the the draw, and then also punishing the sides who aren't up to it, um, because that takes a whole different so- side of the game mentally to to do. You know, I was never a player that liked playing against poor teams, and that's probably indicative that I didn't quite have the mental edge to to play at the top. Do you level feel sorry for them? No, I just didn't. In, I didn't. I didn't. I just couldn't mentally get myself up for um, trying to kick ten. I didn't. I don't know why. But I, as a junior, I could. But once I got to the league, it was like I would rather um, play in those tight games. I'd like yeah, playing. Okay. In, I like playing in challenging games. I like going in thinking, you know, we could lose here or we could win because the satisfaction from that was way better. Yeah, of course. All right. know, that whereas winning games where we were supposed to win and then not doing it as well as we could have. You know, where we'd win by five goals against yeah. a team who was a ten goal worse team, and we dominated for a half. Yeah, that, then we did that a lot. Yeah, and and that, but it, it'd be we'd get criticised after the game to be frustrated, you know, because you'd be like, oh, well, we won and we did what we were supposed to do, but we didn't get that, you know, oh, that was a really polished performance. Yeah, okay. So that's what I'm looking for from the team. Um, I'm really looking forward to to seeing that. In terms of the first game, I think there's going to be. Physical confrontation in the first yeah, before okay. the, before the bounce, guaranteed, absolutely guaranteed. There's going to be probably eighty thousand people there. I'd say um, it'll be our biggest um, round one game probably since two thousand and seventeen. Yes, and um, they will come at us straight away. And what will happen is, and I can guarantee this, is that they'll come at us. We'll fire back in terms of the physical stuff. And this is before the ball, ball's be- probably bounced. You yeah. know? Aaron Norton's going to be ripping someone's shirt, guaranteed. <laughs> Bailey Smith's going to be lipping at someone yeah. and, and Libra and all that. And they're going to say, yeah, how'd you go last year? Yeah, of Or course. something like that. Right, and yeah, because so, they're not good at banter. <laughs> but, oh, but they'll say it in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Yeah, well, we can see why you guys... Point, is, point at the flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, something like that. You know, Clayton Oliver, I guarantee he'll do something like that. Yeah, okay. So what would what can we do as fans to I know we can you know you know get behind the boys and yep. cheer and everything. Do you notice when the fans go quiet on the field? Oh yeah. You're right. So yeah. the, the 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 term we use when we went over to Perth in 2016 to play against West Coast in that first first semi was silence is golden. 
Okay. So if you hear nothing from the stands, because they, so this is generally speaking how I experienced it. So you get silence first, and then you get abuse. Abuse yeah. is great. You just want to hear the silence bit first, because if they're abusing you after that, they're winning. Well, it's like the stages of grief. Yeah. So denial. Yep. Fear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or what the hell is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bargaining? <laughs> Do you yeah, ever yeah. hear bargaining for the stop being so good? Which and fra- I'll buy your pie. <laughs> which 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 grief framework are we are we working? In? So um so yeah, I I would be um yeah getting around the boys um yeah it, it'll be so just really even interesting. if even if we're only down by three goals, just keep making noise. Yeah, being supportive. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't let don't let the the scars of the past, um, you know, don't bring that into this year. I think yeah. is the best thing, and and that that's what I that's what I was trying to get at with the, um, uh, us going at them and then basically being like, oh well, you know, we beat you last year, sort of thing, and get it chucking in our face, which they will, and they they have the right to. That's what you get when Absolutely. you win a flag. Yeah. Um, when they res- do when they do that, watching how our boys go back at them again will be the bit that's interesting because it'll cut. <laughs> through the hearts of so many of our players who perhaps were disappointed on the day, um, you know, who didn't quite play their best, went missing in that last quarter. That's the one. It's going to hit them right there. So whether they can overcome that, you know, yeah, that, that disappointment, that, um, you know. If anything, this gives us an advantage because we know what their banter is going to be. Oh, 100%. They can't use anything else. Whereas we could, do you know what I would say if I was, if they were going, yeah, mate, well, look at that flag. And if I would just say, mate, do you think I don't know what a premiership hangover is? Yeah. I've, I've lived the premiership hangover that I'm about to put onto you. Well, that's the, it's funny you say that because, as we said last year before the grand final, was there only 11 players left or something? Something like that, yeah. There'll be less in round one. Why? Who's gone? Well, I'm sure. Just, oh, right, just, just for selection. More of averages, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, there's almost, almost guaranteed to be less than 11. So Eastern Wood's gone. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I just think... The complexion of the team will be different, um, you know, and everyone will try and compare, you know, apples with apples, but it's going to be a different game. I just think that trying to remember that we have to play 23 weeks of this stuff to oh, get totally. back to the stuff that matters. Um, and, and, yeah, really looking to see how the boys respond from, you know, that first when they throw it in our face component. Um, Do you know what I would say? Fascinating to- psychologically. And I'm going to talk to the fans now because we're going to have banter with Melbourne fans. Yep. We know what they're going to say to us. They're going to be like, yeah, you lost that, you lost that. Really instill, if you want to just get under the skin of the Melbourne fans, because they've lived decades of pain. That's right. They are nervous. <laughs> I would say, even if they thump us by 10 goals, do a, go, you know, take the high road and just play a little psychological game of like, yeah, you just seem a bit less cohesive though. Like, yeah, f- congratulations, you beat us yep. round one. Yep. Bit less cohesive. Um, just reminds me of 2017 when we had the premiership hangover so bad. Yeah. And of course, if we beat them (laughs) and you're giving it to them, which, you know, we don't do, but they'll be like, yeah, but we won the big one. You can just go, yeah, yeah, off your fuck. (laughs) Look at this point at the scoreboard. They have... They have more psychological trauma than we do. Absolutely. Ours is just more recent. Yeah. <laughs> Use that to our, our advantage. You know, as, as averages go, the Bulldogs have been in the mix for the last, um, you know, 20 years. Yeah. Really. 
you know, we've had a few couple of down years, missed finals a couple of times, but overall, we've been pretty bloody good. Do you know what would be cruel is uh, if, if we are losing, we're losing to Melbourne. See, I'm just getting ready for all the contingencies yeah, 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 now. Yeah, yeah. If we are losing, what we do is uh, uh, they say, yeah, well, you know, we beat you. And you go, yeah, congratulations, you won a grand final. I remember I'll point to a bit of the MCG and just go, I remember sitting right there. It was one of the best days of my life, 2016. Yeah. Where were you sitting for your grand final? Oh, I know. It's a bit harsh. Smuggled across to Perth. I don't think we're going to win the game of pettiness, personally. No, Melbourne are very good at being petty. I also don't know what it's like to be a fan. So, I, like, yeah. my, this is why I think it works well with the two of us, because <laughs> I'll just talk about the players' perspective, but I'm not sitting up there arguing with Melbourne supporters. You're not going to be there round one? I had some... <laughs> I think I will be there, probably, Yeah, but somewhere. you'll be in Peter Gordon's private booth. I, I don't know where I'll be, Danny. I'll, probably, I won't, I'll be Center hiding. half forward. Hiding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to do you want to come sit with me and we'll get you like a Groucho Marx yeah, glasses and moustache? Get a uh, yeah, one of those fake noses and yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, it would be fun. How are you going to uh, defeat the whole six foot seven bit? It's just a very tall Groucho. You're not the only person who's six foot seven. Yeah, true. I actually to change tact a little bit. What? I, I'm interested to see what the crowd situation will be like. Like, will there be eighty thousand there? I think so, yeah, because all the D's fans will want to see. They didn't get to see the grand final, so yeah, they want to see the full, flag. Did we end up having full capacity at um, the Oz Open? We did, right? I'm not. Yeah, not I don't follow tennis, but no. yeah, sure. Yes, you do. You asked me about Ash Barty and what I predicted the other day. Did I? Oh, it sounds about anyway, right. Um, yeah, no, I think I think for the year ahead, it's going to be it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be a fascinating little litmus test for the year. This yeah. round one, but it's not everything. We still got to get through all of the other. Uh, teams who are going to be just as hungry as ever. Yes, just as cu- they'll be coming for us as well. Yeah, I mean everyone's talking about round one uh, against D's. I'm just going to look. What have we got for round two? We've got uh, we play Carlton. Yep, on a Thursday night. Yeah, uh, then mm-hmm. we got the Swans. Then we got the Tigers. Got to get revenge on them for them uh, beating us last year. Yep. Uh, then we got the Kangas. Good Friday, Adelaide and Ballarat. We've got a pretty favourable first. Six weeks. Yeah. Just from where I'm, you know, what my perspective of the teams that you just read out are. I think we're a good chance to, you know, look, and, and I've always said this, like if you can hit the first buy in the, you know, plus minus column in terms of um, wins and losses positive, you're in a good spot. You don't have to win the first eight weeks. You just have to be just six to win and the last two. eight weeks. Yeah. But being six and two is good. Yep. We're going to have a couple of hiccups. It's not going to be perfect. Again, the complexion of the team is going to change. But yeah, look, I'd be looking for that, you know, that killer instinct in terms of winning uh, winning big against teams that aren't as good as us and yep. also, you know, etching out those tough wins. Because at the end of the year, that's what's going to define whether we're there or not. So I'll be watching with great intent for round one. Um, and because you and, and we just implore all the fans, you know, yeah, last year hurt, but it's it didn't kill us. It's nah, going to make us stronger. Be excited. Yeah, this yep. is a golden era for the Bulldogs. Footy is going to be great this year. Yep, yeah, and hopefully football is the football that we remember, which is all over the country, which is uninterrupted. Yes, I can't guarantee this is going to happen. Not judging, by the way, that the AFLW's been going um, recently. No, it'll be there'll be hiccups, there'll be delayed games, but we'll be able to watch it with our family and friends at the grounds where it's supposed to be. That's right. I think we can lock that in. That's right. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Go dogs. Today's episode was proudly brought to you by Eight Star Energy, creating energy for the future and power you can count on. Follow them on Facebook. Eight Star Energy. Give my childhood to that role 
of the red, white, and blue sea, and the knowledge that you had to love the bulldog boys and me. Twenty years on, I feel that longing hanging in September air. But the reason I go every week is to pretend you're still there. They will find the glory one day And I will throw it at your feet It's a long, long road they're running for you The dogs of Footscray Streets Long, long road they're running for you. The dogs of Footscray Streets.